Are we teaching Crofton what cinnamon is? No, right no. I, I've had cinnamon buns. I like cinnamon. <laughs> it's a spice. I get it. Whatever. Like, Go on. I, I'll, I'll, Go I'll on. have it. I'll have it sometime. What else, do you, what else do you know about cinnamon, Crofton? People, people pour it in their cereals sometimes. You also right? know that most cinnamon is actually fake cinnamon? You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Hello, good evening, good afternoon, or good day, and welcome to the Good Batter Bullshit Podcast. Random topics, unrehearsed conversation, and quality reviews. Uh, my name is Mike Hodgins. I'm one of your hosts on this show, along with the one and only Bo Schwartz. Hello, Bo. Hi, Michael. Good to be here. Nice to see you. And uh, Mr. Crofton Steers. Hi, Crofton. Michael, how are you? It's been too long. Too long, yes, because you were ill last week. Ill with the flu, and today we have a very special guest, my former roommate, uh, uh, local professor at uh, the university that I live near, general intellectual and all-around great person, Emma Lind. Hello, Emma. Hey there. Thanks for joining us. I'm thrilled to be here. Did I leave anything out? Did you, you want to? Did you want to say anything about yourself? Did I do a no, good I job? No, I'm all-around like great general professor. That's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, I want to yeah. say, and, uh, we, oh. and I've definitely mentioned you uh, multiple times on this show uh, as examples to be like, my roommate Emma said this, this, or this, and I'm going to steal that information and say it. There uh, was one episode where you texted me. You're like, by the way, I talked about you in the first ten minutes, and I listened to that. It was, it was really. It was, it was for sure the feminism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you've taught me a lot about that. A lot of the things I, I, I did not know, and uh, and I expect I'll learn something from you today too. So I've lived with Mike. Emma's lived with Mike. That means that Bo's the only one on this show that has not lived with Mike? Uh, huh. No. I, well, uh, have, I think I've stayed on his couch for an extended period of time during the breakup. <laughs> yeah. was, I don't it think that quite two counts. Weeks. But, uh... I was covered in cat hair, but it was great. It was the best sure. two weeks so we, of my life. We Mike all is... know what we're, we're in but for, worry, I guess. Bo. Bo, once you arrive on Skid Row proper, you're welcome to live in my basement. <laughs> All right. Well, enough about me. I just want to say I'm also super excited to have you on, Emma. Mike talks about you constantly, not just on one episode. Um, you're a resident, like, he's he's your, like, pocket uh, hole card for winning arguments. My go-to like, smart person. Yes. So it's... Oh, man, this is a lot of pressure. It's a that in quotes. <laughs> he uses a Don't lot of quotes, too. Yeah. I, 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 hope, I hope you're only quoting the best. Yeah. Often um, Russians that we haven't heard of. <laughs> well, we there is this there is this quote Bo often uses when he intros a show where it's, where it's like uh, he'll say good, bad, or bullshit, where a conversation is the foundation of higher thought, and it was this and which which I love because I think I think through conversation you know, on the show you can learn a ton just by conversing with someone else, not even if you ever agree with them, but just you'll reexamine your own ideas. So I I love that quote, and it's by this guy named Lev Vygotsky. Okay. Who I'm like, nobody knows who he is, but I had to, you know, he said it, and he's some, like, obscure Russian psychologist in the 1800s or something. I don't even know anything about him, but he said that thing, and I'm like, I like that. I like I like conversation. That's what our show is about. And for about 130 episodes since, Bo has bastardized that quote. Well, I get it wrong sometimes, but, you know. Most of the time. <laughs> the Russian time. spirit is strong with when I say it, so it's good enough. <laughs> and Emma, I just want to be clear for our listeners that you are you are an Emma before Rachel named her baby Emma on Friends. Yeah, I started it all. Emma is now one of the most popular baby names, but but I and I'm also officially an Emily. And Emily and Emma are like vying for top choice. Huh. Ah, I so you. so you yeah, I knew that the, the Emily. But how you've been going by Emma for a long? Oh yeah, no Emma uh, and Emma is who I am. Emily feels kind of formal and. Uh, it, like unnatural. Is that a thing? Is Emma normally a sh- like a no. short form? No, but there's a couple friends from elementary school who met Emily's later in life and then affectionately called them Emma, <laughs> which I find adorable because later, like their partners or their friends will come up to me being like, "So you know so and so?" I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "He always called me Emma. I never got what that was about." And I was like, "It's because he thinks that's a derivative, which it's not." Because of you, yeah. <laughs> you send people down the path. 
Yeah. There's two there's two Emmanuels that I work with that are both that both go by Emma as well. So a lot of people a lot of people do that. When we named Gwen, my daughter, her Gwendolyn Elizabeth is her middle name, and both Gwendolyn and Elizabeth have about eighteen nicknames hidden in like Wendy is a nickname of Gwen oh, Gwendolyn and stuff like that. Yeah. So like if she can't find a name in one of those two names that she wants to go with, well, look, I gave her the tools. That's all I'm saying. Did you do you call her Gwen? Yeah, we call her Gwen. Yeah. We've never I called her Gwendolyn the other day and she looked at me like and when I ask her what her full name is, she tells me it's baby Gwen. Uh, so <laughs> she knows uh, it. It's yeah. funny with my kid because uh, my son's name is Ivan, which has the short form of Van, like Van Morrison is an Ivan. Yeah. And I've been trying to tell him this lately, and I was like, Ivan, you know, your short name is Van. And he'll say, Van. And I'll be like, yeah, Van. He goes, I'm not a Van. And I, and, I go, and he'll say, I'm not a Van. I'm a little boy. And I, and I said, it's a different – Van can mean more than one thing. It's okay, son. Yeah. All right, so it's enough true. about your kids, though. I want uh, <laughs> uh, we have a guest here. I'm co- so you guys know Emma pretty well. Like like we said, yeah. uh, you've introduced her a lot as uh, someone to win arguments. You've I've heard secondhand a lot of your reasoning, so I assume I don't get it all correctly. I think I would, and a lot of our listeners who don't know who you are, just mm-hmm. a little bit more about what you do, or you know, oh. like I, I what's a day uh, of Emma's looks like? Uh, you know? Oh, there's a lot of existential angst. Okay. <laughs> there's what is a that? lot of there's a lot of deep tortured thinking. Um, I am finishing my PhD in cultural studies at Carleton, and I teach in the women and gender studies department. I never have a day a cappuccino free day, oh, and uh, I generally <laughs> like working outside of the house. So I, I loiter in coffee shops across the city. And in fact, when I lived with uh, Mike and Andrea, (laughs) they both confessed to like having a spare midday hour and wanting to know how to spend it. And then like walking by a bridgehead thinking, I'll go in, maybe Emma's there. And sometimes it's worked out. (laughs) true. I like that. Never a cappuccino free day. I'm a cappuccino free and I'm pregnant at the moment. And, uh, and I'm just completely unapologetic about it. Congratulations. I feel like it's caffeine that bad for babies. You know what? I'm going to fucking find out. (laughs) 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 Willing to go nine months. I like that. You know, it's because, you know, the kid's going to get on caffeine at some point anyways. It's pretty much a cultural norm to be quasi dependent on that drug. Now, now, now. In, In both caffeine and alcohol, like, Mike, you were telling me about this too. It's like there's, there's kind of misconceptions with regards to pregnancy where people have gone like overly cautious. Is that well, the deal? I, I had said, and I, I feel like this is kind of contra because I worked for health Canada for a bit and uh, I don't want to contradict their public, their public policy outwards is do not drink alcohol when you're pregnant. But I was at an internal conference where they're like, look, you have a couple drinks while you're pregnant. It's not going to do anything. But they said they can't say that because people who are problem drinkers will be like, Oh sure. I'll have a drink. And then, you know, and even that's not necessarily going to give your kid fetal alcohol syndrome, but you know, they, they just, it's not as bad as it's overblown because the policy is like, just don't have any, you know, but you can have some drinks while you're pregnant. And... As a cappuccino addict, I'm just like, Hey, health Canada, if you got a problem, you're going to have that problem, whether or not you warn folks. You know, <laughs> well, it's true. That's like, they cappuccino, cappuccino, I'd be like, uh-huh. Cappuccino is <laughs> mostly milk. That's the good news. I worked at a Starbucks. It's like two, like a large, a, a grande of 16 ounces is about two ounces espresso and the rest foamy milk. So you're not, still, jet, yeah. like, it's barely any coffee. Like, if you're going to drink any kind of coffee product, that's probably the safest one. Now, if you're against milk, and I know some of you are out there who drink that coconut milk, Breck, um, that's another form of torture, and no one should, that should just be illegal. But anyways. On to a random topic. I think uh, we need to uh, we need to move into this week's yeah, let's, special topic. And Emma's going to help us figure out what the verdict is on it. Um, so are you ready? you have any questions yeah. before we begin? No. All right. So Mike so, is going to go into his garage and uh, <laughs> rev it up. And... So this is, a, this is a pretty arcane machine we found. It's really, it's the reason for the success of our show. Here it goes. Oh, there's Scoopy. <laughs> 
Today's topic. Uh, the topic today is uh, I- identification cards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ID cards. ID yeah. cards. See, it's kind of funny because I'm not sure that this is related or not. But before the show went on the air, I was just bitching to Bo about Windows 10 and how how I feel like it's spying on me all the time and how my computer is like on the side of Skype, there's ads and it's ads for things that I Google searched and, oh, yeah, no, and, no. uh, and I'm like, huh? So it's all, you know, it's all online always. And like, there's more and more, we've talked about data on the show before, but ID cards are, are, you know, prior to the internet and all that, that they, and they still are obviously in use, but they were like, you're tracking, they're like, you're tracking number to a certain extent. Like it kind of ties in with the big brother state totally type of type of thing. So thoughts folks. Um, when I, when I, when the first thing I thought of when I saw that was how, when I ride around on my, on my bicycle, uh, I hope there's probably no police officers listening here, but I will roll through stop signs, you know, pretty much constantly, <laughs> as as ninety percent of people on bicycles do. Member of your public I think service, it's a reasonable folks. thing to do, and I always think like uh, because you can get stopped. Like for example, Andrea got stopped by a cop on her bicycle and and given a ticket for rolling through a top stop sign on a you know on a ten pound vehicle going ten kilometers an hour and given a hundred and forty dollar ticket by a cop. I was really peeved, and uh, and so she had to present her driver's license. But I always think, like, you don't need a license or ID to ride your bicycle. And I often would think about, like, I should just leave my ID at home when I'm riding my bike because it's not illegal. You know, I could drive around, and if a cop was like, hey, you ran the stop sign, I'd be like, all right. Uh, and then they're like, show me your driver's license. and be like, I don't have any ID on me. And, and, and computer, it, they'll look you up. Yeah, but how would they know? Like, if you didn't have your ID, and I always feel like, because if we don't live in a police state, which I'm like, we don't. I believe, right? I shouldn't have to carry ID. I always think I have this idea of like, you know, in Nazi Germany where people are like, show me your papers, your papers, please. And that ID is like this way. So it's like oftentimes I feel like I just want to ditch my ID so that I can, you know, casually break victim, make victimless crimes by running these stop signs on my bicycle and be like, it's the ID that's the problem. So, so, so you feel like you shouldn't have to prove who you are, basically. Well, sometimes I'm just like, because I know that that's the route by which they can get at you. And some things like on your bicycle, going through a stop sign, like rolling, like technically, if you don't come to a complete stop, they can give you that ticket. And I'm just like, you know what, on a bicycle, but you don't need a license, but yet they'll still use that ID. It's the only way they can kind of, you can be of no fixed address or whatever if you don't have ID. It's like, how can they know who you are? There's no way for them to get at you kind of thing. But you don't like... In terms of going outside, do you guys think you have to bring your ID with you? Because I only do that when I'm driving. Like I'm like, oh shit, I gotta have my driver's license because it's. I guess it's a crime to not, ha- you know, not have it or whatever. But I, there often I'm bringing my wallet for monetary purposes. But Jesse, my wife in particular, always is aggravating to me because she never has her wallet, whatever. Like she never has any uh, money or ID on her. She might keep one debit card in her pocket and be like. Oh, I got money, but she she doesn't walk around with her ID or think that she has to keep her ID on her at all times. So I only think about it in terms of in terms of driving. And I actually took my you know you get these cards. I've had it since I've been sixteen, like with your social insurance number on it. And I, I've had that card in my wallet, and people are always like, "That is a bad idea," because if somebody swipes your wallet or you lose it, which I'm prone to doing that somebody could steal your identity pretty damn quick. So now just just recently I've taken that card out of my wallet like I have it in a separate uh, separate place in my house. So obviously when I fill out these forms and they ask for my social insurance number, now I'm like I open my wallet, look for that card and I'm immediately pissed off. Um, but uh, but yeah, like so do you guys bring like consciously think to bring your ID cards with you when you go around or is it is uh, I definitely only do when I'm driving? weird paranoia like what if i get carded at the bar i'm 35 years old is, am I, like you know what i mean like i I've, I've got if i do this you can see like stripes of gray are they seriously gonna think i'm 18 seriously you know what i mean 
or at the or at the liquor store like they do still yeah uh, my wife's being my wife's being carded and i i <laughs> Do you remember, guys, uh, Mike, we won a trophy in a sports rec sports league once. I was like 30 or something. And uh, the, the trophies were awarded at a bar. And I went I went, and I guess I, I didn't bring like my ID cards. I just had like a debit card or whatever. And, I, and the bouncer wouldn't let me in the bar. And so like I had to sit at like lean on the guardrail and you guys like gave me my free T-shirt and like let me look at the trophy from the other side. I'm pretty sure you stood in solidarity with me, Man, which I appreciated. Loser. What a loser with no ID card. I'm yeah. I I'm just saying there. <laughs> that's another reason, though. Emma's right. That's another reason you would need ID on you to prove your age. So you prove your age to prove you're certified. And we did on this on this show before. We did like um, you know certifications and that sort of thing. And like a li- what is a license but a certification to say I can wield this vehicle and hopefully not kill a bunch of people. So like I I and I have a scuba diving card too, right? And it, big joke is that it never expires. So it's like I have not been scuba diving anytime recently and that card definitely does not infer any talent whatsoever, but like it's in, you know, uh, if I go on vacation and they want to take me out on a boat or whatever, you know, they asked they asked to see that card. So it serves as like it's my gateway into those activities. But when I think of, um, you know, identification cards, like I'm not, I wouldn't include things like my scuba thing or like my frequent um, cat food buying clip card. No, but the scuba diving one is a certificate. It's an identification. Yeah, but it's just, yeah, maybe. But I mean, but you know how oftentimes they'll they'll say like legal identification. Like some places will, will like won't, you know, don't want to even see your health card because it's not legal. It's yeah. like. Your driver's license, or like a passport, or like a birth certificate. There's a yeah, couple but that's things, not like, what we drew. We drew identification, identification cards. cards. I don't. Yeah, but some are considered legal and some are not. So, and right, I'm just bringing that. Are I'm we just talking that cards up. specifically, or identification? I mean, if we're not talking about legal legal identification cards, like I could put a picture of myself on a card, and write my name on, it and be like, it's an ID card, but it has no clout or 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 validity. But I also there's something. It just seems it's it's like you can't justify your existence without having this thing, you know. And I often think like it comes up all the time around elections where it's like the disenfranchised or the homeless who don't have access to an address. Because a lot of this is just like, you know, it's just really your address. Like that's mostly like where do you live? And, and I often think because it's like it's just like ID is just like a big roundabout way to be like where do you live? So if someone needs to get to you whether it be for positive or or whatever reason they can find you and that if you have no address often you can't you don't have id maybe you have a birth certificate uh, i guess you could get a passport too. but i don't know like that's i mean i'm well, i just I'm all... matches the record right because i think stu- like the, the voter ids people often say that like students are also um marginalized through that because they move around so much <clears throat> So if you're from Thunder Bay, but you're studying in Ottawa and it's an election year and you go to vote, your ID will say Thunder Bay is your permanent address. But why can't you vote for the Ottawa mayor? Right. And and that will technically be an accurate ID or. Right. But it, it just it does seem I don't know. There's something that seems like I get when you're driving your, your car and even that, like I often don't haven't brought my wallet. And I've been stopped by the police without my driver's license. And it's not like. They don't take you downtown, you know, <laughs> like they're, they they were like, you got to go to, you know, if you're on, I was honest with them, like, this is my name, whatever. And they're like, you got to come to the station tomorrow and present your, uh, um, you know, your, your license or whatever. But the thing is, you're driving a car. The car is registered to you anyways. Well, you have um, another piece of can... identification, right? Your license plate. Which yeah, is exactly. So an they, ID they are, card. Well, they don't know that you're the owner of that car. They like should. that's the whole point. You're making your ID is essentially making somebody else's job easier in the case of like the police or whatever. And I think that that's like we're moving in 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 a way towards more and more electronic stuff. Uh, and that includes identification. I think like with the Apple Pay and all that on your on your phone becoming increasingly in, uh, increasingly more common. I think at one point you're going to see a lot of these cards become electronic because everybody's going to have a smartphone. Like we're not at that point yet, but in, around here we're pretty close. 
and uh, and that gets a- away from the whole idea of people like Mike being like, I'm going to not bring my ID so I don't get busted. <laughs> um, and because uh, you know that people have their that will will have their smartphone as to the the nature of ID, like ID doesn't doesn't really is never really helping me in so much it's enabling other yeah. people to do their to do their work institutions like i think like well, why do i want my student card i care about my student card because it lets me get in cheaper all kinds of places um and i want my driver's license so that i can buy booze or rent a car but like i want to access those things that the gatekeepers need me to have id for but id does nothing to my life other than make my wallet kind of overloaded yeah but your social insurance number which is on a card that helps you get a job uh, much easier uh, probably inside the bounds of tax laws and things of that nature. Um, the 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 health card entitles you very. It, it very easily validates you as someone who is um, who can benefit from health care as opposed to someone who should not. Yeah, but and in this country, rather than like, writing in or say, "Oh, you know who knows me at Health Canada? Michael knows me." So let's call him up and do a visual ID and have to drive you out there and say, "Yep, that's the man. Give him his health care." The card, sir. Oh, I almost showed my card. Oops, I shouldn't do that. And also, just, just um, so you, just to clarify, uh, Bo, the uh, Health Canada has nothing to do with health uh, health care. What's that? That's, but, a, uh, that's provincial. That's the of the, no. uh, intergovernmental. Whatever. Uh, okay. Like, point is that the card is a is a way to save time in terms of validating who you are so that certain mechanisms can happen. Yeah, Wait, having Bo, a library card. What's that? Don't you work for Health Canada? Uh, well, <laughs> and he doesn't know what it does. I don't. There, it's <laughs> a big place. I work with radiation, remember? <laughs> I, it, is, it is a big place. Remember, I my job that. in the federal government uh, is they blast me with radiation and then do tests to see how much I got. And then, yeah, yeah that's... You really sound like Health Yeah, yeah. I, I just sit no, in a room and should. little machines come in and I get blasted with various types of... I don't even see you it. Don't I don't get blasted. They're just like, you've been blasted. And I was like, I don't, I don't, did I? Okay, can but, I go home now? And they're like, yep. Yeah. Um, but let's not talk about work. Product. I can't disclose what I do at, at work on the show. Yeah, but, I don't want to hear what, what you do. But anyway. the point being uh, that the car. You want to know about it anyway, so there. Yeah. <laughs> the point uh, being that the I, card... I did want to bring up something. Okay. So about the ID card and a couple examples you guys mentioned, like, you know, going to get. It's like. It's like I guess the assumption that ID cards uh, allow is it? It's just like it's assuming everyone's a liar all the time. Like it's like I go in to buy beer and they're like, "Are you 18?" And they'll be like, "Yes." And they're like, "No, nah, I got to see your card. You're a liar. You're a liar." And and it's like that for almost everything when you think about the card. It's like it's like with ID basically allows it to be blank. There's no trustworthiness. Yeah, but they're, they're and I hackable. Get that. I get I've that like people plenty. do lie. There's and people do I... say like, yeah, I'm 18 and you're 16. But like I've been carded when I clearly do not look like when I've had my beard and it's like gray grizzled mess. Like I'm not, you know, I'm old, old enough. And, and it's just but again, the assumption is just like, you know, we don't believe you. Or you can be like, you know, that the, you're driving your car, a cop pulls you over, say, oh, I don't have my license. And he's like, yeah, go to the station and show your ID. Because I don't, on face value, I don't believe you that this is your car. And I get that some of these cars get stolen and that's the way, but I just feel like that's the way ID operates is like, just assume everyone's lying and you have your plastic and that's where, uh, that's the authority, that's the truth. What you say is not relevant. We don't care what you say. Show me the plastic. And that's irritates me. You know, I'm like, you can't just show up and be like, here I am. Believe me. They'd be like, no, no, we don't believe you show the plastic. Well, it's, it's security. It assumes that you're lying, but it also assumes that you are someone who never changes. You never move to a different address. Your hair color never changes. Your eye color, your height, these things never change. Um, and I think it, it assumes a kind of like in order to make sense to the power structures, we have to be these, um, we almost need to be like machines. Yeah, but the, the ID uh, is there to protect you, uh, and and you can have a critical argument about you know centers of power. I suppose in terms of what are we really protecting the institution probably and not the people. But in principle, it's sold to you as protection because people do. You might not lie. You might leave your door unlocked and when the cop asks you who you are you say yeah i rolled through that stop how about that i guess i gotta pay fine but some people will say 
Like if I got pulled over, I might say, my name's Crofton Steers. I live at this address. I don't have my ID, but uh, just meet me at my house. Here's my address. I'm Crofton Steers. Remember that name, Crofton Steers, and then drive off. And because of me, we have to have ID cards because it's a security measure to protect your your to protect the integrity of the system. And it's and it's quantifiable, like it's truth as opposed to to what people are saying. And and I'm a little more sensitive to that, like with with Donald Trump just being elected and us being in a sort of post-truth world where you can sort of say like, oh, no, you have video footage of me saying that, but I did not say that. Well, well, yeah, there's there's people that will lie all the time about about cards. You getting on a roller coaster and you have to be X high. There's three kids in a giant trench coat that are going to try and get on that roller coaster. There are people that are going to go into the liquor store and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm 18. And so, yeah, it would be really great to trust everyone. And I, I utopically, I, I'm totally on board with that. But I just think I, I like the fact that there is an actual proven truth and that it's it's available in some form that all parties can sort of look at it and agree. Okay, I get it. That's true. That's why I get frustrated with stuff like passports because passports are like you go through all these hoops in this country to get like your Canadian passport it says that you're Canadian, whatever. But then it expires, and like my I'm in a situation right now where my passport has expired. It's just got my photo, you know, it's got stamp shows where I've been or what have you. It's expired. If you don't like renew it right away and you go back, you like, there's sort of time in between. They give you a super hard time for getting getting a new new passport. And like sometimes like I'm, I'm still trying to navigate it now. But like sometimes they'll, they'll ask for stuff like your birth certificate again, even though I have clearly already had a passport before. And uh, I had a similar issue where I in New Zealand where I'm like a, a dual citizenship and uh, my bro, you know, like they, they were giving me a super hard time at the airport. And I understand that a little bit because I'm not a, I'm not a resident, but it's like. It's like if they if they have certified me as Canadian at one time and I've got my ID, then that ID should it shouldn't be debatable at any point moving forward. Like uh, unless it's something like a driver's license, you get stripped. Um, so that's that. I do like the idea of it being a truth a, a truth that we can all point to, but it feels like it's not even that half the time. And and then when you lose it. ID it's a re- it can be a real pain like if you if you lose your birth certificate or your or your passport or like your whole wallet you know you think of all the hoops you have to go through to get some of those things especially when some of them have the kind of like I at one point I was trying to get something and I had misplaced my birth certificate turned out I didn't lose it but it's like a catch 22 where it's like oh you can't get this ID without that ID and then but I don't have that idea of like, well, you and I've had, you know, people say like, well, you need to have it. But like, how do you get it? And at some point you can like you can like if you have no idea at all, but you you exist, you're a person you like and there are those people. And again, coming back to the homeless and stuff, but, you know, they make it such a pain and I don't even know how to go about it. I know it can be done. But like, you know, if I lost all that ID walking around and I went to sort of be like, uh, look, I'm a Canadian. I have no ID. What do I do? They'd be like, where's your birth certificate? I'm like, I don't have one. Uh, you know, it's like I guess it's all tied to um, it. It's I feel like it's it's some degree the idea is is like how we're living in science fiction reality now. You know, it's like because you're you're all we're all logged in a system somewhere. So like if you don't if you lose all this stuff, they can be like, okay, well well we can look up your name and the registry of the of the the uh, hospital you were born in, and you can and then you can start tracing it all back and be like, we're all integrated in the system, and these like various ID cards are in some ways like ways this, we're all like logged into the system through as we progress through life, and uh, and it can be tracked and and referred to. And I guess the part of me that wants to go like live in the woods and drop out of society, it's always like annoyed at this. But I, I mean, I see how there's it's value. It's just not convenient to... enough for you yet. Give it, I mean, not in our lifetimes, but, you know, our children, <laughs> perhaps our grandchildren, will, you know, will have genetic identification uh, and we won't even genetic. need things like phones or anything. Like, you know, you'll be hooked into this... a, a larger uh, system of, uh, of communication and you like won't we... need things. <laughs> Sorry. Go, you know, go ahead. Yeah, Emma. Yeah. 
No, I know you only get five minutes an episode, so I didn't mean to cut you off at three and a half. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Continue. It's fine. (laughs) Well, when you talk about like this genetic thing, um, when people talk about the alternative to ID cards, it's not just treating everyone who walks into a publicly funded hospital. It becomes like when you're at the airport, there are those Nexus people who travel to the States a lot and they have their retinas scanned. Really? Is that, that's, wait, I need, the, I need this explained a bit. They, they have eye scanners? The retinal scanners? Yeah, so, so if you travel across the U.S.-Canadian border on the regular, mm-hmm. there's a special line that never has any delays because you've gone through like an extra passport system where you've gotten all kinds of security clearance. Um, and you basically pass through it the way almost as though the international border doesn't really affect you. Mm-hmm. Um but you go and you walk up to a machine and the machine scans your retinas and confirms that it's you. And then like the gates open and you can go. Board so, so, so the Mission Impossible stuff really could happen. Like if I needed to get into the States and to do bad things, I would take out Crofton's eyeball and then put, like slice yeah. the top off and tape it over mine and then walk up to the retinal scanners and go through. You hear yeah. that NSA? You hear it? Okay, you can go. Operation Eagle is begun. Take him out. Take him Except out. Except a point of clarification: your retina is in the back of your eyes, Bill. <laughs> well, I was still in the planning stages. Just give him a break. He works at Health Canada. Um, <laughs> the front of your eyes. I don't know is anything about anatomy. I, I find myself conflicted with this topic because part of me is like Bo made some 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 point about like when he brought in the healthcare system and if you if you move away from the legal ID you go to anything from like library cards to scuba cards you can get services a lot of services through having you know through having ID in the end it's like to make the the organizations operate properly it's less for you and more for them but. But I am like Mike in that I feel that the whole um, the whole sort of uh, idea of Big Brother watching me or having a tracking number. You know, in the the movies like the Jason Bourne movies or whatever, when somebody comes comes um, on the grid and they've been mysteriously absent, he has no ID or whatever, and it's a huge deal. They're like, "Oh shit, he has no ID. He must be a sleeper cell or something crazy," because most people are tracked in some way, shape, or form. And it does feel like like idyllic almost to be like to, to think of not having any ID of I only got a cell phone in like two thousand six, I think an iPhone was my first cell phone and everybody else had been like texting by tapping like the number one three times uh, for years and years previously. And the reason I never got one, which I've mentioned on the show before, is I thought that people were tracking us with satellites and I didn't want anybody. I didn't want to, until it was super convenient and had, I didn't, I didn't want to be tracked. And it's the same thing with, with, with IDs. Um, you feel just having these numbers and these cards that are scanned and now Amazon's introduced this new auto scanning technology. You can walk in these stores. It'll just totally scan you and the contents of your wallet or whatever and everything you're buying and then you don't even go through a cashier you just walk out the door and it charges everything to your amazon account oh whoa, whoa i need to hear about that what's that <laughs> so there's a it's a pilot it's a pilot sort of thing that amazon launched there's a store in the states it's like uh you go in and you pick stuff up this uh, off the shelves and then you throw it in your basket and you walk out the door and somehow it magically uh, and I haven't I haven't read up in in any great detail, but it it somehow charges your Amazon account for everything that you have. So it IDs you, IDs all the stuff you're taking, and charges you, and then you know you pay for it, you know, on your Amazon account oh, later on or whatever. Without cancer also happening. Oh, I'm sure there's time to eat that. <laughs> you probably have to pay the a small cancer price to surcharge. pay for identification. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're testing out on me. Well, Listeners, say, you're not supposed to say, but like the new world order. <laughs> is on its way and I'm on the front lines because I'm all about the, the cutting edge in technology, like the hive mind. And, and it is funny because the, I do believe that the ID cards are like, we're moving towards a post ID card world at one point where, where it will be like, we won't need them because there'll be some sort of biological or genetic, uh, you know, auto ID. And that doesn't make me any happier. It's just, it's just that right now it's the devil you know, which is these cards that that are used to give you a num- uh, some number that some organization is going to use to but track. Let's you. be clear, like identification is required. Like I don't, I think Mike's uh, 
ideal sort of what do they call the I, not utopia utopia thank you uh, <laughs> a potemkin um the the utopia world you describe is not possible i don't think is it well utopias aren't possible for lots okay, of okay let's i'm just saying utopia but be like i guess the, the the society that doesn't have identification that has the population that we have because we can't keep it all straight in our head. That's why well, we I was have just thinking identification. Of, well, well, I was just thinking of, so to come back to that point, and I was like, because as we were talking about this, I'm like, what's the history of ID? And I was like, I, I would bet hard money it's the church, uh, where probably you were born and some priest wrote down in some log, and that was probably the only ID you had your entire life. And and I real uh, so as I was thinking about this and being like, oh, where else would it existed? And it's probably because um, it's like the ID is like your relationship to uh, a government or state which has sort of services and benefits and you probably as you don't have id going into the past there's also there's nothing there's no there's no safety net there's no you know uh and, and there's you know i think there's kind of pros and cons maybe i mean i think there's a lot more pros to having a government with services and a social safety net uh but what comes with that is you have to have that that ID which sort of outlines your relationship and it's it's very basic right you live here blah 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 you're registered in a sin number or whatever whatever country system they have and therefore you get access to these rights and whatever and if you don't have those things then you can't get at them so it's like i feel like it's like we're heavily in an era of like where the state and governments are big and they do a lot and these ID cards are all like it's just how you relate to them and it's like okay that is what it is it also made me think when we we're talking about this in the future of this stuff, and I know it's not ID cards, but like passwords and logins and stuff, it's like that's like ID for you know the the internet for lack where it's like you want those services again and you're just like, ah, why can't I just use this thing? And it's like, no, no, log in. And uh yeah, it's those bug me too. I know that's a bit of a side because I don't think it's ID card. Well, play, I mean, but... you you are in the you are performing the act of identifying yourself by knowing the password that only you should know. Um, so it assumes it assumes because you know the password, you are the person, but which is not very secure identification, right? But things really secure, right? Because you can always Photoshop. A, I mean, the fake IDs are a big thing. Yeah, but I mean, if you Photoshop or if you Photoshop, if you guess someone's password or you know steal it or something, like, I don't know what the <laughs> ramifications are but forgery is pretty big crime in most countries that have identification like well identity theft i mean we talked to someone brought that up earlier and it's kind of an interesting thing because it's only a thing if there's id <laughs> you know it's like in the middle ages there was probably no identity theft really other than you show up someplace and be like oi i'm whoever and everyone's like sure you say so <laughs> you know like well as it relates to property back in the middle ages as it relates to property though or divine right well, if you, you can... yeah i mean but um more than just property but like pro but yeah but, but identity theft i mean like all those things and all those relations to the again your relationships to the state and inst in institutions because like banks and stuff like allow you to be like get a bunch of numbers and stuff from people and you can set up accounts in their name and it's all like there wouldn't be identity theft if there wasn't all this all these little identity cards and numbers and the benefits attached. This is really interesting because in the Middle Ages, there wasn't a state the way there is now. I would think not. Right? <laughs> society and, and so, and people weren't individuals. They were part of clans or they were part of houses or they were part of, you know, agrarian societies where people weren't like they're liberal economic individuals. So, so that's, that's one thing. So actually the Middle Ages thing is quite compelling as a comparative well, point. But also, like, you, when you think about what theft is, theft implies there's something being stolen, like there's a commodity being stolen. Hmm. So what ID cards, if identity can be stolen, then I, I'm kind of led to think that identity ID cards allow identity to become commodified. It, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting because I always think, like, everything's being commodified and it irritates the hell out of me and sure. i mean That's yeah it, 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 you could be in the business of commodity theft and basically well, pass, set up the accounts 
That's going back to passports. That's that's a huge thing. Like Canadian passports, uh, when you go abroad, like you're told to keep real tight uh, a leash on them. And I worked for foreign affairs here for a while, and like we were we were big in communicating with Canadians because people would get those passports and use them to exactly that. It's a it's a valuable commodity that they can use to then you know pretend to be Canadian. And another another just wrinkle I throw into this, and when Emma was talking about the Nexus line. Um, it got me thinking because one of the things that's aside from the, the the impersonal feeling of having a number associated with you, one of the things that's annoying about ID cards is just pretty much whenever you're asked to show an ID card, it's annoying. Like um, it could be a cop pulling you over. It could be like taking out library books. It could be whatever. Whenever you're showing an ID card, you're like, God damn it. Just get me wherever it is that I need to be. Uh, and, uh, and what's funny is that, like, generally, you know, more money you have or the more money you're willing to wait, lay down in the case of that nexus line, um, the less likely you're going to have to be burdened with the cards or lining up for the cards and stuff like that. So uh, there is sort of like a wealth disparity of who needs ID cards more. Like if a VIP shows up in an event, odds are they're not going to check his ID or her ID. Right. So. But it, it it was also like the, the the middle ages thing. Just to come back to that a little bit, it makes me think like like what were the structures of upon which yeah. people relied at those times, and they were things like your your neighbors, your family, uh, probably the church, that localized community. And I'm often I'm on this show a lot. I talk about how you know I often worry about the breakdown of kind of sort of social bonds that, that evolved over millions of years and being replaced with something which is much more remote and impersonal and not human in some ways. Like I was just thinking that this is an example. Like, so yeah, you, you know, we talk about when do you have to present ID and it's like when you encounter someone, you know, in the, the, this with this from the state, a representative of the state, can I see some ID, but like, think about but yet we do trust, like if you go to a party or something, someone comes, I come up to you and say, Hey, uh, my name is Mike. You know, you wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, uh, why don't you, uh, can I see your driver's license there? I'd like to see some ID. Or are you who you say you are? You know, like in social situations, you would never do that because it would be ridiculous. And I mean, yes, someone could be liars for sure. There's people that go to parties and are like, you know what, I'm going to be someone else today or who knows what. Like there are those types of, you know, f fraudsters or whatever all the time. But like um, just the way social interactions work, you don't always assume everyone's lying all the time but it, uh, even though not, people might be but it's just it's like not, it, there's more to it than that it's because like if you're doing with the id dealing in a situation where you have an id card it's because there is a, an imbalance of power in, in in the sense that you're trying to get at something like there's a reason you're showing the id card if you're going up to someone in a party you're 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 just committing to a social interaction on the other hand if you said at a party hey nice to meet you i'd like to borrow ten dollars um, I would want to know as like, uh, you know, who you are and if you're a friend of like, hey, Crofton, do you know this guy? Like he wants to borrow $10 from me. But if it's just you're having a conversation, you're having a conversation. But when you come into a, you know, get off a plane and or have to show your ID to get in the country or if you have to, that's a different, it's a different thing. It's not that they're distrustful of you it, it, they do become that way working in that those types of jobs but it, it it's I, I would disagree with the idea that like it's a different type of thing when you need an ID card than going up to see somebody in a party like or talking to them socially but on the subject of names like going back to the middle ages not that I know much about the middle ages but when I think about like in the middle ages I imagine a church kept major records that was probably one of the only formal record keeping tactics because I'm not even sure the cash economy was that big as or as primarily reliant as it is now um, and I think of like last names would have meant something they would have meant like clan affiliation they would have meant geographic area or whatever the same way they kind of do now but we rely on them less to tell us that mm. and like i know several people who were immigrants to canada from non-anglo places and they had non-anglo last names and like at the border their names were anglicized either from a miscommunication or for efficiency's sake or or you know their first name was recorded as their first and middle names because the border guard didn't get it or even like their birth date so like what we ask for in people's id transforms them into a kind of um 
understandable person in the eyes of the state. Because there are some cultures that don't have last names or don't record ages, you know? My name gets anglicized all the time. Carlton? I'm like, no, it's Crofton. Uh-huh. Okay, Carlton, just over there. I'm like, no, it's it's seriously, it's Crofton. Or uh, as I but like, out, autocorrect likes to call you Crouton. Yeah, the, it's just because <laughs> like you, your brain fills in, and it 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 is like a a thing with with how the brain works. But you just you just impose what you know uh, on on the other. You know, like so you see these words, and you're like, wait a minute. There's no last name here. It's just Madonna, so it must be Madonna Smith. You know, right. um, hmm. I know. I I totally hear that. Again, that may be a use of ID cards. The thing about ID cards is I I don't under I don't necessarily know, and it, maybe it's a lack of creative thinking, but I I don't know what you would do other than that. Other than like you know the the once we have the technology and all that to to just track humans directly like. Um, like what, what what do we do we'd have to just break like, down just like if, if we if we think if we think for a moment that id is important for car driving let's say uh we agree that we want people to understand traffic rules we they have to go through the course they have to pass the course they have to get a number so we can track them and penalize them and take their license away blah 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 i i'm i can get on board for all of that but does it matter how tall they are <laughs> Like but, why is there why is their height recorded on the ID when there's a picture there too? I think that's because of like yeah because it's like when you talk about ID like yeah the the driver's thing is an interesting one. I think the reality of that is because it's the the cross checking about like criminal activity. So it's like if if a cop's like oh I pulled you over and they're like oh there's an APB out on Mike Hodgins of this color eye with the uh, you know, this height, they're like, okay, this this seems like the perp, and they take you down, you know, whereas if it doesn't match up, it's like there's more information needed because it's not just, you know, and I don't want to be like, this is nefarious, uh, but it's it's more than just the, the what you get at. It's 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 how they the state can get at you, too. And I guess right. that it's like an insurance policy. For driving fine, but decide that you were driving fine, but I'll use your driver's license in order to get you for some robbery three weeks ago. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you commit a crime, first thing you should do is ditch all your ID. <laughs> <laughs> or because throw your cell phone the... in the trash. Uh, that's, that's the first thing. thing is, when you do a crime, it's not your last one. So... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because your second one is throwing away your ID, because that's probably... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you might want a more long-term plan than do one crime and throw away all of your resources. <laughs> yeah, and then just go live under a bridge for... <laughs> I stole twenty dollars. It was worth it. (laughs) In terms of legal ID, one thing that's really annoying for me is I got my driver's license at like thirty-four, I think, and uh, and so before then, like you'd go somewhere, I'd go somewhere, and they would say, "Show me ID," and I would show them my healthcare card. And in Canada or where we are, for some reason, that doesn't work all the time. Like it's not considered legal. ID and then I'm like well what do I show you then my because my my social insurance number that would be in my wallet uh, it didn't have a picture and if it did it would have been 16 year old Crofton if you Um, I can tell you they have just uh, Ontario cards if you don't have it I don't have a driver's license you just get uh, you get a regular I can't show it on the stream but um, you get a regular it's just called a photo card really (laughs) Yep. <laughs> so I never, I never got. So that card is just to exist to essentially. Exist till thirty four without a driver's license. Thirty four. Called uh, seven. No, it's called. I know what it is. It's called failure to launch. Oh, don't do that. Isn't that what you, they call it? You was driving to our house for brunch. You didn't walk or transit there. Wait. Huh? Oh no, no, I, I drove. I had my license. That was probably the first year. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh, we're talking yeah. about Crofton. Uh, yeah, Crofton went to huh? 34, and I don't have one. I've never. That's had right, one. Mike. Jeez, so, you're like you're like you're miles ahead of these fellas. Were you always giving them rides? True. But, yes. Yes. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, uh, the it got a little awkward for me when I kept asking my younger brother to drive me to my mom's house. Um, but uh, anyway, just just uh, all this to say. First off, Bo, I didn't know about that card. But is that card only? For the sake of like, do you get 
any it's, services it's, with that yeah, card? Its or is entire that purpose is to serve as filler for when people require things like a driver's license, like let's say really? a credit card app. It's ID for ID's sake. Yeah, it, because you can't use OHIP, so to to, to go to the bar. To, to do everything you need tonight that you use your driver's license for if you don't have one. Because if you're a freak like me that has never had a driver's license, but it is required everywhere, especially now that you can't use the health card. It's the only yeah. photo ID I have. I'm still working on even getting my passport. Uh, last See, time I traveled to the States, to you didn't me, need passports. So, yeah. In encircling the drain a little bit here, it, 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 uh, it's a piece of ID that's only purpose is so that whenever you're in situations where you need official ID, you have one. Like, And that's that's something that makes me a little bit uncomfortable because that's a number for number's sake, although I understand why it's necessary and all show that. Show me your papers. You should that's see, the, you should see my pictures. I can't show them the on stream, end. but it was back when I had a gigantic beard. And I actually, it's, I, look, I look awful. <laughs> They're the best <laughs> things ever. I never want to replace them. They don't look like me. I have shorter hair, super long beard. It's also just. I mean, I'm sure we're getting close to verdicts. This is a little bit of a light uh, topic. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad we have M on the show. We didn't get something a little bit. No, this has been great. It's random. We'll have another episode of shitting on the topic by my God. (laughs) (laughs) At least I waited till the end. Um, uh, Another pet peeve I have about them though is what's with the and again this is it's the it's the blank stare face that bugs me. I'm like. And it's a requirement. They're yes. they're they're invalid otherwise. Yeah, and it's like because and again, it's because it's for like police IDing you. That's what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but police are the armed wing of the state. Okay, when someone with a gun comes up to me and like is trying to interrogate me, I'm smiling at them and doing whatever I can to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. So the idea that I have to be all stone faced, I'm like, folks, that's not who that's not who I'll be when yeah. they tap. No. It just it just seems like you can't you can't express and I guess you know the the overriding theme I'm getting here is that like the thing about them is they're impersonal you know and that's I guess what rubs me the wrong way about ID in general I see but it, you know and it is impersonal to deal with the state so it makes sense uh, but it's just like I'm like I, why can't I be like smiley why can't like this face be my my ID face because I'm like I want I'd like to project my personality and they're like we don't give a shit about your personality you, <laughs> like are you allowed you to live? Put, and if are you, you allowed to put glitter on your card? No. What? Are you allowed to put glitter on the card? Maybe a little. Is that sure. illegal? It's got to be a crime to deface your card anyway. It's got to look. Crappy. Is glitter defacing though or enhancing? I'm sure like, to them it's. This is not reality. This is bizarro bureaucrat world, and it's definitely defacing. But, I think we should get to topics. I don't know. Does anyone else have anything they need to verdict. say? <laughs> yeah, no. I, I'm good with verdicts. Emma, is there anything else that you wanted to include into the conversation before we... I, I've got a verdict. You've got a verdict. All right, okay. so I'm going right. to bring in the uh, farm animals here. It's verdict time. Here it goes. in the court all right um so as our uh, distinguished guest and speaker uh emma where would you like to go last or would you like to give your verdict first last like is always go. best last so, yeah i want to hear what you guys think yeah and that way you also uh. get to crap on other people's verdicts or make corrections yeah. after so it, if it, you're hodgins you do it really is the position of power um <laughs> really is this, do that. this is the end of the debate you you crap on people's verdicts no, it's we're if, not if supposed I go to. first, then they'll crap on mine when they're doing theirs. We're not supposed no, to, but we're badly behaved. logic uh, when yeah. I see. But Croft, I think I actually don't. I still don't know what I'm going to say. So I'm. Oh. I'm... I'll go first then, or unless Bo. No, go ahead. Do you want to get your five minutes in? Huh? <laughs> go for it, Crofton. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I'll uh, I'll come out right off and say that a um, identification cards are bullshit. Wow. And uh, the reason I say that is because um, I, and again, it could be due to lack of of imagination, but I just don't see how um, the social safety net, the services that are out there uh, would work in in as efficiently or functionally uh, a way as they do without without some sort of form of I- identification and uh it does it does make you know 
the the goosebumps go up on my arms a little bit thinking about being tracked and the idea of the government monitoring me or corporations for that matter uh, monitoring me because they often have like different forms. Do you want to join the the Optimum Clubs card or the Costco card or whatever? There's cards for F and everything to identify you, and and they you know they're they're looking to track and get information about your buying habits and all that. Often there's a service at the end that you're trying to get to, um, and and I really like. Part of me wants to say ID cards are bad in the sense that they're almost always annoying to me. Like they're not. The, the only way that they're helping me is because X organization won't, won't let me in the door without them. Um, so because, because of that, um, because because of the fact that these organizations, be them government or otherwise, are offering me services that I appreciate because I, I can't see – how life would uh, operate without them necessarily. I can't. I can't go full on and say that they're bad. So I'm just going to settle and say that they are bullshit. All right. All right. Uh, I'll Hi, go next, Mike. Verbose, you guys. What's that? Are your verdicts always so verbose? Oh, they are. Mm. Good lord, they take yeah. a long time. Gee. That was a short one. I kept it short because you were here. Yes, it was um, short. All right. Uh, I'll go. I'll go next. Um, and uh, I'm also going to just come out and say bullshit. And and uh, and I'll say that I feel like that verdict was a bit of a bullshit verdict, uh, because my heart wants in my heart I want to see that. Wait, is, is are you referring to your own verdict or Crofton's? No, mine. Okay. Oh, okay. I agreed with his verdict. The, the, we have the same verdict. It's bullshit. But I just feel I because just I don't know quite why other than I'm just an anti-authoritarian old crank. Curmudgeon, yeah. Curmudgeon, yeah. Hey, you don't need to say it. Uh, it's <laughs> what a curmudgeon uh, but, uh, thing to say. <laughs> uh, so, so where, where I it just they just kind of bug me. Like I feel like it's like you can't. You need this thing to justify your existence, or like it's like you show up someplace and it's someone's like, I don't care anything about you unless the state gave you this piece. Of, now, okay, I'll give you the time of day. And it just bugs me. Like, you know, I have this still this kind of like view of being alive and being human is like, I'm here, like engage with me. I'm I'm in the world. What more proof do you need? And and isn't that good enough? But it's it's not. And I understand. So I'm giving the you want to I want to say bad. uh, But I mean, I get how it makes sense. Like dealing with government is impersonal. Uh, The government services are it's better than it was before (laughs) in terms of like if you have leprosy now, you might get treated. Uh, so I'm like, I'm all for that and I don't see another way around it. So I'm like, yeah, I don't like them, but, uh, they're necessary. So that's why I'm settling on bullshit. A little bit of a cop out, uh, verdict, but yeah, done. All right. Um, Hmm. Good verdicts. You guys, uh, identification card. This is such a well, weird Bo, one. Sorry. Your time is up. <laughs> now it's, uh, <laughs> Uh, that was that was all good. Right, all right, all right. I'm gonna speed up. This is such a weird one. Um, generally speaking, I'm pretty. I'm, it's weird because I embrace organization like the hive mind, and I bring that up often. It's a running joke, Emma. I'm not sure if you're familiar with my thoughts on the hive mind. Don't but, don't ask. Just but just don't you know, ask. for regular listeners, <laughs> they know where I'm going with this. Is that I do believe You know, we exist in a. There's a lot of us, and I know I can't keep you all straight in my head. Everyone that's out there. And, and for important functions, we need a system to make that more convenient for authenticity because it does matter when we're trying to organize ourselves and do positive things with it and not negative things with it because I think that identification has negative uses as much as it has positive uses. And so I think, you know, once we are in the hive mind, for example, we'll have to authenticate that the thought is being shared from the right person and, and all that's going to be seamless. So I think investing in developing identification technology and techniques, including genetic identification, is actually a good thing. I know it feels evil and there's some bad uses for it. But overall, uh, the only reason why I would say identification cards were bad would be because it's it's technology that we have to improve on. So in that context, it's bad. But otherwise, I think identification cards are good. And that is my verdict. <laughs> this what's that crowd you've done that a couple times it's it's, the sound effect that's the sound effect sound so okay and also just so you know bo calls 
Bo calls almost everything good. He likes oh. things. Except for That's birthdays. Yeah. Except common sense things that are obviously <laughs> n- uh, not good. Birthdays, marriage. And he'll call them and, good. But um, things that are bad, like war, death, taxes. Bad? What's that? Wait, tax. You've called birthdays bad? Yes. And he also called prostitution good. But I think that there is, I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. Listen to the episode if you want this. <laughs> my, my, my advanced form of thinking is very difficult for them to, to grasp, but so they it's, insult me. I wouldn't That's, call it that. As, as, as it is with all geniuses in their time, but I digress. Emma, it is your turn, uh, and you have the well, floor I'll to Well, I'll weigh in and call ID bad. All right. Yes. I like it. I think it serves a power structure. It doesn't serve the people who are being identified. It identifies us in terms that limit our possibilities. And I'd rather give everyone on the street free health care. Like, how bad is it, though? How bad is it? Elaborate. Hey, wait, you know, no, you don't, you don't ask anyone to elaborate on the verdict of Bo. I just <laughs> want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I mean, you guys expand for ages. Um, uh, why is it bad? Uh, how bad is it, you said? Uh, I think that it is, um, at its worst, it, it allows fascism to occur. Mm-hmm. Um, at its best, it restricts, um, things that I think should be human rights and calls them services. No, I wish I did bad. Emma, that was like... I'm just kind of like, no, no, like, you know, uh, I'm who I say I am. Like, I don't need some, some asshole carrying a gun to tell me no. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like. Fair, Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. A, a provocative verdict. I like it. Yeah. I like that. I like that we had a good spread and that Emma yeah. and I had the best verdicts because and, uh, they, they were they were opposite but both equally with merit. I think. And Michael and Crofton did okay, as usual. <laughs> well, it's because uh, I, I, I you know it's it's funny because when I said mine and I felt like it was a cop out, it's because I didn't know how to articulate why I thought they were bad, but I felt in your in your succinct thing, I was like yes. Yes, <laughs> like a lot, at their worst, and at the, they're they're at their worst fascism, and at their best, sort of can still just leave some people out in the cold. I, I'm like, yeah. I I find that everybody everybody said stuff that that I agreed with in part. Uh, before Bo uh, or Mike plugs all where where you can reach reach us, um, I wouldn't mention there's this there is this video game came out like last year. It's called or the year before. It's called Papers, Please. And in it, you play a border control officer, and uh, people people sort of um, it's for in in like a third world type country, and and you're you have your one role is to either accept or deny people's applications based on like the information and like you look at all this sort of stuff, and it's really it's really it's like in a dystopic world, but it's really interesting because it makes you think of like in an ID controlled society. The, the the person that is there because it's still people who are doing this like you're still talking to somebody at the airport you're still talking like it's always somebody who is making a decision and uh and when, when you have to do that um and people are telling you their sob stories and then you look at the you know you look at what what's in front of you you know sometimes that that's a difficult it's a difficult situation uh, Actually, sometimes a little, just to add a bit of trivia the person who made that game was a government federal government of canada employee who subsequently lost his job after its success as a as arguably a work of video game art because it's not really a good game in the sense of gaming but very well I like that. it was not bad like it's very well regarded but it's more of a it makes more of a statement than it does, you know, advanced video game technology. It's a very basic game. Mm. So, yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's, it's okay. So, so and yeah. uh, just before we go on this too long, I would just like to uh, say to any listeners to the show that uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, tell us what you think, share your ID with us so that you can prove who you are. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. You can get in touch with us at our go to our website, goodbadbull.com, and there you can find all the ways to reach us, including email, goodbadbull at gmail.com, um, links to tw- uh, Facebook and uh, iTunes, Google Play, um, where you can subscribe to the show. You can send us a tweet at goodbadbull. 
Um, and uh, we'd also like to uh, give a shout out to our Patreon supporters uh, who help make the show possible. We do appreciate your support. And if anyone out there wants to give us a, a few dollars, we don't ask for ID. Uh, we'll just take it. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash goodbadbull and you could uh, donate there. And uh, guys, if uh, if our listeners want to follow what you have to say, Bo, where can people follow you? Uh, they can follow me at Bo Schwartz. And really quickly, just want to plug a few quick little things. Um, I'm a guest on an upcoming episode of Beyond the Playlist with J. Hammond C. You can check that out, I believe, at jhammondc.com. It's not out yet, but uh, go to your iTunes and subscribe to the show. He interviews me at length. We talked about music and stuff, and it was it was super entertaining uh, to speak with him. He's a pretty disarming guy and really awesome knowledge of music. And um, I had a lot of fun, so check that out, please. Cool. Yeah. And Crofton, if people want to follow you. Uh, they can check my social media ID on Twitter, at Crofton Steers. Follow my super smart tweets, yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emma, do you do Twitter? Are you on there? No, I don't do any public social media stuff. If you want to follow me, come take a class at Carlton. Hey, uh-huh. that's, a, that's a good okay. recommendation. And uh, you can kind of—it's funny. I just—I've kind of unofficially quit Facebook. I—I I feel like I need to get off social media generally. Really? I love Facebook. How come? It's go into good. the woods, Hodgins. You know you want to. <laughs> just go. We can—we can discuss more afterwards. But it's—I don't know. I just—it was tweaking my like addiction. You know, like I didn't like it. Anyways, I'm still kind of on Twitter. Uh, sort of with my 30 followers or whatever. <laughs> you can follow me at ML Hodgins if you want to hear my far and yeah. few between tweets. So, just a quick question before we move on to the rest. Um, Emma, do you have any publications or anything? Like, it just seems sad that all I can do is take a course to get your sweet knowledge. And I know Wicked Kitten 13 in the classroom oh, says uh, she, she likes all you. That matters you have a fan in our media, chat room though. right now. And uh, uh, so, you know. Yeah, you... I don't. They're, they're in the works. Okay. Um, All right. No, no, you have you have publications in some books. I have some publications in some books. I do. <laughs> I, I guess you can Google me in an academic like search engine, and you'd find some stuff. All right. Well, do you plan I, on you releasing anything mainstream stuff? or anything a little more uh, public facing? <laughs> Not really. Okay. Sorry, folks. No, don't apologize. This, this is the moment. This is your platform to let people know if you've got something that you want to do. Platform. Well, it's, yeah. it is funny because on our long list in the hopper, we had things like university was a topic, which I would love to chat with you about, and well, like the whole academic academic realm. Anyways, hey, don't don't spoil what's what's coming. It up. just and made also... me think of like like academic. How it's like kind of a closed system. It's a little bit like you're in there, you know. Listeners, if if you are a fan of Emma and want to hear more from her. Follow me on Twitter. I, I, it's not going to help her, but it will increase my followers, and that helps me. <laughs> and that's what me. Twitter's all about. <laughs> it, it, think about it like when you're standing in line at the grocery store, and they say, do you have air miles? And you're like, no, give my air miles to the next guy. Well, <laughs> oh, I should Emma's do got that. nothing, oh, so send, send them to me. I never and, do that. And, and just before we, we, kind of, we can keep rambling out, as we always do, but thank you, Emma, for coming. Uh, uh, I, hope you, I hope you come back again sometime. I know you're very busy. You bet. But, it was a blast yeah. having you on. Oh, good. I had yeah. really enjoyed it. It made me really miss living with Mike. Ah, oh, thanks. Because it, it, <laughs> it was so nostalgic. Because yeah. this feels yeah. like brunch. Or, he's you know. so simultaneously infuriating and charming at the same time. It's He's, 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 he's like a world wonder. <laughs> he never infuriated com- me, but yeah, okay. <laughs> and was a, nice, thanks for the compliments, all. But... Yeah, no problem. <laughs> good bad or bullshit podcast consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com for as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations find out more at patreon.com slash good bad bull